Megan, Emily Rose Gray, such a pleasure to meet you. I'm also very excited to see your set today. Welcome to Brooklyn. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. Nice. Yeah, it's been a really eventful week for me. So absolutely. I'm and the week on a rooftop note. Yeah, I love that. Speaking of, I know you just had your new release, mm -hmm. All You Need. So tell me more about that song, its origins, and how it's hitting today. Yeah, so um, me and an artist called Olin worked on All You Need. Uh, it got released on Foreign Family. And we have another track that we also worked on that's getting released uh, later this year. But it's been a trip. We like started working together hoping to just do some little like back-to-back -back DJing tour, yeah, yeah. do some club tracks, and then it kind of turned into like us touring with Odessa and doing a stadium tour and a live set instead. Literally <laughs> my favorite artist of all time, so yeah. say less. I thought that was an incredible experience. Uh, if I may, what kind of artists are you inspired to work with, other kinds of DJs? Oh, I mean, there, there are so many. Um, I guess in terms of right now, a lot of people that are inspiring me are people like Leon Beinhall and mm. Jacques Green, um, sort of like dipping into house and techno, but a little bit more experimental, a little like more subdued and um, darker. But I'm also, I don't know, I kind of like in my last EP, I went sort of dark and I'm working on another album now and I feel like I want to go somewhere a little lighter. Um, mm. But yeah, I th Leon Vinehall, I've been really, fixated on lately. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you think that your creation of music embodies your personal life and where you're at at certain stages? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I feel like each album sort of encapsulates like where my mental state was at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm definitely one of those people where it's like the art I create. I, I know a lot of people who can like write a story or a song about something that isn't personal to them, mm -hmm. and I'm not really that person. Right. It's usually very uh, direct to what I'm experiencing. Yeah, and I want to go into your early origins of how you started DJing, but if you were to kind of surmise the roller coaster of your creation of music as far as like what stage you are in, right? Could you kind of summarize that for us? Uh, like currently right now? Yeah, or? like or give us a little bit of a backdrop. Like oh, you said I last guess. year was a little bit more on a darker totally, note, yeah. right? Totally, uh, yeah. So like, I mean, I started this project in 2015 and it was very much like, wow. you know, I was throwing parties. I w it was much like light, fun, bouncy vibe and I think my first album, Drenched, was me kind of dealing with a sort of depressive state in my life. And I mm. like got really into sound design and exploring, like creating a soundscape. Um, and then my second album, Infinite Ad Nausea, is like higher energy, really exploring percussive elements. And that was when um, it was like in lockdown when I was writing it. And so everything just felt so repetitive, like life felt repetitive. Mm. And so I was kind of leaning into like using percussive elements to create like a maddening, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. like energy kind of frantic. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Almost chaotic. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, with this third album, I kind of hope to, I feel like I'm finally at a point with this project where things are starting to come to fruition. And yeah. And it's starting to feel real. And I feel like the third album is going to be sort of like taking those first two and bringing it all together to make something more elevated and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm also thinking about a lot more like vocals. That's something mm. that I didn't do as much in the first two albums, just kind of sprinkled it in. But mm. I feel like with All You Need, it's such a, like, a good way to 
get into that with Olin doing vocals on that. Like, yeah. it's something that I don't have a ton of experience writing from scratch in that way, like such like a songwriter approach. Mm. So I think it'd be cool to bring that into the third album too. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool, the elevation of musicality that you're willing to express and experiment with. Yeah. Let's go back to the earlier point that you made when you started throwing parties, yeah. right? So I heard a little rumor that you learned how to work a CDJ literally an hour before you threw a party. Um, so, okay, so that's mostly true. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't my party necessarily. So, okay, I... I learned to DJ on like Serato controllers, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was in Portugal visiting family and I really wanted to DJ out there. And I had never like played on CDJs before or anything. Um, but I like downloaded Rekordbox, got USBs ready, and then I did a bunch of like Facebook searching, trying to find a club that might let me play. Right. And I found this like tiny club um, in the capital of this Portuguese island, um, Madeira, which my mom's side of the family is from. Wow. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm a Brooklyn DJ. Like, like, can you put me on? And they were like, yeah, come Saturday night, like all night. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I, I was Brooklyn, like, just throw the flag. <laughs> yeah. We're in Brooklyn out here. We're good. And, and so <laughs> That's I our credential. Up, I, no, literally. And so I show up with my USBs an hour early. I was like, I just want to check the USBs. Like it's American. I don't know if like it'll work. And it was just so that I could practice for an hour. <laughs> And like get acquainted with the gear because wow. I've never used it before. Yeah. And then I played all night. Um, How did it feel? It was awesome. It was awesome. But also the club was super cool. It's like a micro discoteca, so it's it was like forty people crammed in this tiny room. Um, yeah, it was it was a really great experience. So that first set that you ever played, did you? catch a vibe and you're like DJing is going to be my muse for well, this you know, era. It's funny because like I started DJing, I'd been producing for fun since I was like in middle school, um, but I never like had a project right. that I created. It was just right. like songs I'd make in private. But um, with this project, I like started DJing at home and I downloaded Ableton and then actually my friend was in a band and was playing The Knitting Factory. And mm. she was like, do you want to open for us? And that was my first gig. And it was just like, sure, I'll do you a favor yeah. and go yeah, yeah, yeah. open for like free or something. And um, and that was my first gig. And I was like, oh, I think I want to like do this more. And then my best friend like managed me. Right. And then we started throwing parties because I was like playing a bunch of bar gigs and it was just like not the vibe. And no one was booking me because I didn't really have experience. Uh -huh. So me and my best friend started throwing these parties um, and I was a resident DJ and that's kind of how it like picked what up. What was the party called? Wave Cave. Wave Cave, yeah. awesome. And what was kind of like the centering theme around those parties? Like what demographic was there? Yeah, so uh, me and my best friend Jenny who started the parties were both queer. So we were like going to a lot of queer parties in Brooklyn and just it felt like we weren't really finding our people. Mm. And so the kind of premise of the party was we wanted to create a space where people were smiling on the dance floor. And that was like it. Full stop. Yeah. That's so amazing. I know, I'm curious, like, given your perspective of Brooklyn, like, how it has raised you as an adult, as an artist, right? For me, like, living in this area, it is so filled with creatives. And to be a part of this queer community that is so entrenched in this underground, like, origins of house, right? Mm -hmm. And the art of DJing and the art of performance and like going to all of these spaces, it's sacred, right? It's like going to church. Totally. So I definitely appreciate your ability to hold space. What do you think is the most key piece to 
making sure everyone has a smile on their face on the dance floor? It's it's in it's honestly it's on the promoters too, you know, like I, I'm the type of person if I'm throwing a party, I'm booking people and I'm there the second doors open right. and the second the night ends and I'm up front dancing and encouraging like whoever I booked. Yeah. To kind of like create that space. Like I have a uh, one of my best friends is named Paul and something that like we do if we go out to a party and no one's dancing is we're like okay let's see how many people we can get to dance oh i love that by d just doing it ourselves right and like smiling and making it feel warm and inviting like you just have to go and do it you definitely come across people like that and you're like wow their energy is great and i want to match that level exactly. right it's no yeah. fun when everyone's just like in their corner and like doing their own thing and not really embracing who they are in their exactly. experience yeah um so many more questions i really want to get into but i think one that really hit for me is I want to get your perspective on this current renaissance of again this origin story of Chicago queer underground house music how do you think that is played in the design of how Brooklyn house music and DJ scene is now I mean I just think of all these parties that are have blown up like poppy juice is like immediate I think of yeah like, Frank Ocean's release there I was no, like <laughs> it's like there's just so much that has happened just in the last like decade that I've been here for right um to see these like what would be small queer parties turn into these like kind of massive events um is so cool all right well last question I appreciate your uh candor and we'll definitely talk more after the show yeah I'll be boogieing for you up there <laughs> for sure um how should your fans be anticipating your upcoming sound, right? If you were to use three words, what would you use to describe? Oh, God. Or you can freeform it. Dealer's um, choice. Weird. Yes, I love weird. I'm here for um, weird. Hot. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm here. Just, what's the last one? Um, elevated. Sounds like we're entering our golden era. Yeah, that's what I'm trying okay, to do. Okay, I love that for <laughs> us. Well, good luck in the show tonight. Thank you so it was much. so great chatting no, with you. This was great. Yeah, Thank and you. we're going to talk more and kiki and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs>